so to try to cover all six of those would be uh, not a pleasant experience for you or me because we will be here all day. Some of you may find that that's fine. So we're going to cover only one of them. And I have chosen the fourth petition, which is, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. <clears throat> a couple of scriptures uh, from, from Matthew 6, 14, and you'll see this again as we close out. That'll be a pretty good clue that I'm about done. And, and which, by the way, I noticed the handout was three pages in microfont print. But my word is, it's going to be not greater than 20 minutes, maybe so. To give you, oh, thank goodness. Um, let's start with Matthew 6, 14, and you'll see this again, as I mentioned. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will not forgive you your trespasses. In Colossians 3.12, which is one of Paul's letters during his imprisonment in Rome, he says, bearing, one, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. Praying for a, a Paying off another, another person's debt is called redemption, and the person that pays off that debt is called the Redeemer. Know that God is our Redeemer. He pays off our debts, He pays off our sins, both from omission and commission. There's a parable in Mark, uh, in Matthew 18, 23-35, where a man owes a great deal of debt uh, to the king. And he pleads for mercy. And the king grants him that mercy and forgives the debt. This is what Jesus does for us, isn't it? By forgiving our debts or our sins and freeing us from slavery, which is our sin if we're not forgiven, Unfortunately, though, the man's story is not in So on his way home, he runs into another man who owed him uh, a small amount of debt. And that man asked for mercy, and it wasn't given. It wasn't given. So when the king heard of this, he reinstated the, the debt of the ungrateful servant and sent him off to jail. In everyday life, we're sometimes faced with the need to uh, forgive others who have harmed us or disappointed us, either in friendships, marriages, at work, uh, at the work workplace, at school, and even, yes, even the church. There can be there can be times of disappointment and the need for forgiveness. Moreover, we cannot sustain a long-term meaningful relationship without forgiveness. 
Forgiveness is not, and forgiveness is. So, talk about forgiveness is not. I, I got this from a pastor friend of mine. I know what you're thinking. Doesn't Philip ever have an original thought? Well, I do. I do on occasion. Um, but let's talk about what forgiveness is not. It's not pretending and avoiding the issue. We name it when someone hurts us or hurts our people. The apostle, the apostle uh, Paul, we are told in Galatians 2.11, Named Peter's wrong regarding his hypocrisy because it hurt those folks, those believers around him. Forgiveness is not forgetting or letting people off the hook. Not at all. Paul in 2 Timothy 4 14 and 15 calls on his people to be wary of Alexander, the coppersmith because he has caused Paul much harm. Forgiveness doesn't mean being naive or foolish. It doesn't mean there are no consequences for the actions. Forgiveness is never letting someone abuse. God does not sanction that. Forgiveness is not only given when someone deserves it, because it's not about them, it's about you and it's about me. It's not the same as reconciling. We can make peace with someone and forgive them, but maybe never be friends again. Reconciliation is another uh, practice that we sometimes engage in and we'll maybe talk about that some other day. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Some people say that I don't feel like I can forgive. I don't have that feeling of forgiveness. Well, we can ask God for that. We can ask God to help us with that. It's not dependent on you, God, for help. And it's not just about a person who hurts you. When David confessed his sins in Psalm uh, 51, he said, <clears throat> uh, all of his sins were against God alone. Now, obviously, he didn't mean that others weren't hurt because Uriah was dead because of David, but God was wrong first. When someone sins, we want to remember that God had to forgive first. He knows the cost of our sin. So if someone if we're looking for forgiveness or if we're giving forgiveness, if we're giving forgiveness, we have to pray to God to grant us that forgiveness on His part. Forgiveness is a process which starts with believing God calls us to forgive. It means that when we don't want to forgive, we ask God to give us that desire and it means consciously Asking God to help us forgive. Have you ever had, I had a boss, let's just put it this way. I had a boss that was a total tyrant. And his objective was to get rid of all the audit staff. He just came on board as a new vice president. To get rid of all the audit staff so he could hire his own staff. <clears throat> so one by one, he 
got rid of those people. He was heard passing by the secretary's desk saying one down, six to go. So um, an associate of mine who was the investigations manager would get called to his office and she would come out crying and all upset because he had been so mean to her. So she asked me, we, we carpooled, she asked me on the way home, Bill, do you think you can ever forgive him? And I said, yes, I can, but not today. So I prayed about that. Forgiveness is letting go of my right, for revenge is God's work. That's up to God. There's no payback for the wrong, although we may feel that way sometimes. Dad, got it. Let God handle that. Forgiveness has health benefits. For example, Harvard Medical School, February 2021, published a report saying that forgiving others is associated with lower levels of depression, anxiety, and hostility, reduced substance abuse, and higher self-esteem, and greater life satisfaction. Woohoo! I feel like going out on the streets and just forgiving everybody. Forgiveness is feeling ourselves, is freeing ourselves from the imprisonment of holding grudges, hurts, and wrongs. Lewis Smeets in his uh, wrote one of the definitive Christian texts on forgiveness and said, when we forgive, we set a prisoner free, and then we realize that prisoner is us. When we forgive, we're imitating Christ. And so we become more like him, more Christian-like, more full of his peace and joy. A couple of scriptures, well, maybe more than a couple, but a few scriptures about forgiveness. Matthew 6, 14 to 15. This is one I mentioned we'll probably see again. For if you forgive men their trespasses, God will forgive you. But if you give, forgive not men their trespasses, God will not forgive your trespasses. Luke 23, 33. Uh, when they came to the place called the Skull or Calvary, there they, where they crucified Christ, the criminals on the right, criminals on the left. And what did Christ say? Forgive them, Lord, they know not what they do. Mark eleven twenty five. Whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father, who is in heaven, will also forgive your trespasses. These next two verses I, I just really like, primarily because of Peter. So in Luke seventeen three to five, Jesus offers a word about prayer to his disciples. Take heed to yourself. If thy brother trespasses against thee, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he trespasses against thee seven times in the day, and seven times turns again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Well, Peter said, Lord, how many, how many times do we have to forgive? When, when these people 
uh, keep repeating the same the same sin. Uh, how many times should I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Should I forgive him as many as seven times? And Jesus answered, not just seven times, Peter, but rather as many as 77 times seven. Some questions are best left unanswered. And I know how it's going through those computations, right? <laughs> if your Christian brother or sister, or your brother or sister is trying to change their behavior, we should keep forgiving while we can continue, while they continue to struggle. But know that forgiveness is not the same as excusing the behavior or eliminating consequences. Reminds me in a way of those that are struggling with substance abuse. The step five of Alcoholics Anonymous is admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrong. Those trying to recover from substance abuse very rarely or very frequently have setbacks, fall off the wagon, so to speak. They continuously need forgiveness. Confessions of our sins is necessary for forgiveness. Psalms 32 and reveal God's forgiveness of David's confession of adultery with Bathsheba and the murder of Uriah, her husband. My word. David said, My sin I acknowledged you, my iniquity I did not hide. I said, I will be. I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, every godly person should pray to you at such time. Surely a flood of great waters will not reach you. Now, as it turned out, and these are pretty egregious acts, uh, as it turned out, God forgave him. And David went on to be a great servant Christ, a great apostle. <clears throat> Ephesians 4.32 uh, And ye be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Are there any people that you need to forgive? Do you need God's forgiveness for your trespasses? Know that we are all sinners and we all need forgiveness. We need God's forgiveness. If you desire to be baptized for forgiveness of sins or if you're a Christian but you have not practiced forgiveness to those who have come to you or harmed you or if you're in need of prayer for God's help, for your forgiveness. Now would be a good time to come down. Your brothers and sisters are here. We all support you. You're welcome to come down for a prayer or for your baptism or whatever satisfies your heart. Find forgiveness today.